0: Hi, this is Julia. Um, Just a quick word to say that we recorded this episode on March 5th, which if you can remember was back when people were still going to school and to the pub and, you know, we figured we'd wash our hands and sail through this. Um, So in retrospect, this conversation is insanely weird because we're three friends in the same room passing around a bag of crisps, which now looks, you know, like something people did like 400 years ago. Like we're sitting around wearing chain mail. Um, but it's also accidentally the loveliest thing to live through vicariously. So anyway, we hope you enjoy and just wanted to make that clear. So nobody thought we were just rubbing our (laughs) microbiomes up against each other, like a couple of morons with a death wish. Um, okay. Hope everyone's doing well. Oh, and one more thing. We, um, I, speaking of morons, got our Twitter handle wrong. It's not Spice Bags Podcast. It's Spice Bags Pod. So um, if you want to tweet at us or send us an email or Instagram, all our socials and everything is the same. Spice Bags Pod. um so welcome to spice bags <laughs> i promise never to do that again please listener don't run from us welcome to spice bags the podcast about irish food and food culture in a global context um i just saw may across the way from me rub purell into her hands so you're all safe um today uh, today we're talking about. oh yeah and uh who do we have with us in the studio besides my seven-week-old baby Hi, I'm Blanca. I'm a Spanish uh, cooking instructor and food researcher. I'm May. I'm a food writer. And uh, I, a couple of episodes ago, I introduced myself as like a nincompoop or a local idiot, and it made May really angry. A little angry. irritated, yes. And so I th- I've decided that every episode I'm going to introduce myself as a different kind of idiot <laughs> and see if I can get May angrier and angrier. Okay, so I'm Julia. I'm a guy in a Guatemalan shirt who juggles fire on the beach. <laughs> Great. Um... So today we're talking about what potato crisps or chips. Uh, it's hilarious <laughs> that I said about what because I'm staring at a pile of. We'll put this in the. We'll put this up in the show notes. Staring at a pile of what, half a dozen,
1: half a dozen courtesy of Tesco, courtesy of Tesco Tesco's crisps. Minus.
0: And why? So this is a podcast about Irish food in an international context. Why potato chips? Why, or as we we would call them here, crisps?
1: Um. Well. The so like the, why is there an international story here? There is an international story. First of all, um, the potato crisp was not invented in Ireland, even though they love their potatoes. But what uh, happened was um, Tato, which is an, the iconic potato crisp in Ireland, invented the first flavored potato crisp in 1954 by this pause guy, for sound effect. Yeah, possibly like is that right? This Some guy, kind of like a I mean, this, musical. This guy called like Joe. Nickname Spud Murphy, um, decided that he didn't want his crisps salted. And apparently it took ages even for people to figure out that like you could put a twist of salt in your potato chip bag anyway. And then he was like, oh, wait, I'm going to shake this up even more. Wait, 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 wait. Spud's? Spud. His nickname is Spud's. What's his last name again? Murphy. OK, so
0: Spud Murphy. There is a thing called a potato crisp which exists. Yes. already, before Spud Murphy. But Spud Murphy comes along and he says, I don't want my crisps salted?
1: No, like plain, I mean plain. Oh, I don't want my crisps to be plain. So I'm going to flavor them up. But oh. It's taken, like, already two decades for them to figure out how to package crisps. Apparently this was, so there was like a woman who was ironing wax paper into bags um, and she developed that and that's how the crisps got you know stayed fresh and And that was in
0: ireland or that was somewhere else that
1: was in the states and um and then there was like again another decade passes and someone goes oh maybe we should put some salt in these crisps and so like they were then started to package what you call like twists of salt into the crisps what is a
0: twist it's not like a twist of lemon in a drink it's not like a tiny salt lick no it's like a a little you know you put
1: little paper like a little paper and then you twist you 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 put your salt in and you kind of twist it oh you mean so it
0: was like a peel of lemon Kind of, I guess. Like it was one thing that used to be in a bag of crisps that yeah. you could then, yeah. yeah, you can really. Put, yeah, it was like season your own ch- crisps. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and so that was happening. Do would people we know remember that? Like, no, no,
1: okay. I mean, the first, like, there were several stories about how the crisp starts, and I think that they're probably all valid, but um. One is that it's invented by this African-American chef called George Crumb in 1830s, back in when Saratoga Springs was where, like, all the wealthy would get together and watch the races. It was like American Ascot, and he was making French fries, and a co- the customer kept complaining that the fries were cooked uh, cut too thick, and so he got really annoyed and just basically burnt the French fries, and that became They called them Saratoga fries slash Saratoga chips. Um, and when I was reading about this, it was funny because I was also reading this novelist called Edna Ferber. I don't know if you guys Never know. Edna. Uh, for a while, I think in the twenties and thirties, she was known as to be the best women writer, living women writer, woman's writer. Um, and she does these She did um, giant um, showboat. Uh, oh, yeah. So and uh, and I was reading this novel of hers called Saratoga Trunk, which was all about Saratoga. Um, Saratoga Springs in the 1830s and her heroine is walking around eating these bags of Saratoga fries. So that's
0: so disappointing that f- crisps come from rich people culture. <laughs> it is, oh, like it is rich people culture. Yeah. No, there's oh, no, there's no, there's
1: no, there's no, no the grassroots. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, so,
2: so uh, yeah. I think what's very interesting is um, Irish people, when they come and visit you overseas, they bring you tatoes and Barry's tea. And uh, Tato, uh, according to my husband, when he went to San Francisco on a J1 many, many years ago, they were very nostalgic for Tato. And once uh, I got to taste Tato, I really didn't understand it because as a Spaniard, very the, the market for flavored chips in Spain is very small. It's maybe like 25%. So I really like virgin potato crisp with absolutely no flavor. So in Ireland is totally the opposite, where it's hard to find
1: plain potato crisps. It's really hard to find, and I because I love pota- I love me a potato chip. When I first moved here, I was combing supermarkets looking for plain salted. But the potato British ship.
0: have gone potato chip. Uh, Chris, excuse me, have gone potato crisp bonkers and are doing things like
1: Prawn scampi, roast lamb and stout mint, stout and beef. Yeah,
0: there you go. Um, which, I mean, hit or miss, I love it. Like, I love really? opening the bag and being like, is this uh, the thing? Is this going to Wonka-style make me taste, you know, a whole buffet in my mouth?
1: So, um, uh, speaking of potato uh, crisps, my aunt actually was responsible for bringing Pringles to the UK and to Ireland. And her observation was, cause she was coming from the States, that, like, Americans love the plane. But once she got over to the UK and Ireland, everyone needed the flavor and so she had to focus all this attention. there's just like a huge science behind getting the flavor your flavor on your chip
2: once you pop in the pringles um
1: sour cream and onion was was her was her baby uh she had found it really difficult to adjust the recipe from the states because um she was using grass-fed milk powder here and she found that it was incredibly unreliable but the one thing that she said that she ultimately because um, she also brought it to Germany and to Japan, she did say the thing that you always have to import with Pringles is salt. What do you mean you have to import salt? salt. Like the they local have to salt isn't good. Local because um, salt they, uh, is too irregular in texture and consistency. So what you want, you need, you need the chip to pretty much taste constant. So where's the Pringle salt from? Uh, in I think it's still Cincinnati. Stop it. Yeah, no, actually, well, because uh, Procter and Gamble sold Pringles to Kellogg, so whatever it is, but yeah, but it's it's from the states.
2: Can I make a comment about Pringles? Pringles are actually you're 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 not allowed to call them crisps because they're made from dehydrated potatoes that are reconstituted. Um, so it's Pringles are very different to tato. I'm going to eat a Pringle just so you hear. Uh-huh. That telltale. And then sort May of soft is going to eat um,
1: oh, I don't want to potato
2: so, Pringles is slightly different. Um so what I, I love Pringles.
1: What, what is They are also big- higher in fat though because the fat is actually baked in. Sorry, I grew up I, my family grew up eating a lot of Pringles, but they're the fat is actually baked into the Pringle. So, while um so while the like your typical potato crisp actually tastes sorry, I'm gonna... I wish
0: you could see May's like hand motions and stuff. It's like like she's talking about the most refined oh. French cuisine. <laughs> she's frittering away with her fingers talking about the fat baked into a Pringle. <laughs> I think the crunch is very different. The crunch this is one different. One, this no.
2: one is more crispy
0: the no. we're
2: eating Foot, uh, o'donnell's of tipperary mm-hmm. these Guys, are artisanal
0: chips this podcast is not so that we can sit around like at super bowl sunday <laughs> stuffing our faces what is the irish intervention in the potato chip what did ireland do for it potato. The, it's the flavor. flavoring
1: it's the flavoring it's cheese and onion oh cheese and, and, and the onion brits wh- then got that from the yeah, irish the brits got it from the irish and That's ran with it. it spud murphy invented the first flavored crisp if somebody doesn't make a biopic of Spud Murphy, I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> I think also Mr. Tato, you know the the yes. t- you know, that he actually did a fake bio and they sold that for charity. Like Tato is and you know there's like Tato Park and Tato, oh yeah, but there's there is a Mr. Tato bio. Tato is uh, like for Irish children, like he's a be-
0: lovable beloved figure. It's like Mr. Potato Head in America.
1: Yes. No, <laughs> Mr. Potato Head doesn't have they a look very
2: similar look. salty empire.
1: Yeah, Mr. Potato Head does not have
2: like an amusement park. I have to say uh, the amusement park is very good. I took my daughters really? and they really loved it. I thought I was going to hate it, but um, they have a giant... Um, Roller coaster and that was a lot of fun. Very scary. It ends dipping
0: you into deep, deep fried fat. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it did. But I was also okay. So we have like a bunch of um, crisps. Uh, The thing that I when I was looking at sort of Irish, like like the favorite flavors in Ireland. So like for instance, right, O'Donnell's is O'Donnell's is an
0: excellent crisp.
1: It's a really excellent crisp. It's like it's a great story too. It's a seventh generation like potato farmer like trying to revive the the farm, it's like super artisanal, does not make any of the lists that I saw. Like all of What do you mean it doesn't make any of the lists? Like it doesn't like, it's like if you go like favorite, the top ten Irish crisps. Yeah. It's all like, it's seriously, it's all junk. Like it's amazing. It's like... You mean like Irish consumers aren't... Irish consumers don't love... Do not love the artisanal kettle. Like they don't, they're not into this. They they like the really, they like the really uh, fake... More artificial, more more chemicals. How
0: how much cheese and onion is in a cheese and onion Tato? Like zero or some? We can look
1: at it right now. I think there's like, it's maybe milk powder and it's like the same... Cheese powder, turmeric extract, paprika extract. um, And yeah,
0: it's it's mainly flavor enhancers um, and cheese and onion flavor. So how did Spud Murphy... Get the cheese and onion flavor into the tato back in the day. Then,
1: well, pat- no, because it's you still have it's patented, but you still have like this idea of um, like my aunt who did the Pringles flavor. She's like, it's like you just have to break it down. Like, what is huh. what is an onion? So you do have granulated onion. I think at the, mm-hmm. at the time you have onion powder. I think also, unfortunately, the reason why I don't like cheese and onion is my mother used to say when I was growing up that onion powder reminded her of like body odor. So for me, like there's, like, a real, like... I hear it. I <laughs> hear it, right? And so, it. yeah, it's, like, the fake onion body odor I'm thing. i such a psycho, though. Like, I still think it's
0: cool if you can make a chip taste like body odor. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is really... This is fascinating.
2: <laughs> One thing May and I were talking about um, compared to Spain. Um, so, in Spain, crisps are very, very... Plain, and there's a lot of kettle fryers at food fairs and people get a glass of cherry like Fino and they get crisps. We oh, also have a, a huge nice. of junk. So and Ferran Adria invented a Spanish omelette with potato crisps that, was cost, that cost a lot of controversy because a lot of people liked it and a lot of people didn't like it. But it was made using crisp that were uh, fried in olive oil uh, yeah well
1: i also yeah i used to make it with thick cut cape cod potato chips wait so he, he <laughs>
0: did he made his own potato tr- crisps it wasn't no like a no, no 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 oh, okay
1: it oh. was with store-bought
2: but St- in ireland you'd be you'd have to buy
1: find yeah like, O'Donnell's i think keogs make a nice plain sea salt yeah. yeah um keogs is the is the again the dublin artisanal Crisp and I couldn't find it in Tesco's today. That's um, crazy. Yeah. I love those, you yeah. can find it a lot in pubs. Yeah. But no, but even in pubs, it just drives me crazy because in pubs, if you, you can't get a plain, plain crisp. You're always getting cheese yeah. and onion or. What salt is and vinegar. the
0: deal with Tato v. King? potato p- chips oh, versus, versus King, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I think it's like berries versus Lions, right? And, and you know how like berries tea versus Lions tea. Oh, I think so. The you're same basically thing. it's kind of the same thing.
0: Um, but there are different allegiances. Like some yeah. people are King people, and some people are Tato people. In the same way that it's, some
1: people are berry people, and some people are Lions people. But they're both very, Irish.
0: They're both Irish. <laughs> I wonder if there's some story involving Spud Murphy. Um, you know, making his signature. Sorry. I'm so distracted by the fact that this baby is like squirming all over me. Um, I'm sorry, miss. Can I just, I'm going to put you over my shoulder and have you just go to sleep. Okay. All right. Oh shit. I forgot about that headphone. Oh man. Oh, I'm so sorry, baby. Oh, okay. I wonder if there's some story where Spud Murphy, you know, has his moment of invention and then is copy, there's a copycat or I something like is. that. The way that, you know, May and I are both from New Haven, Connecticut and the rivalry <laughs> between Peppies and Sally's has to do with someone stealing the recipe and running out the kitchen or whatever. But I just, I wonder how oh, long.
1: that's actually, I didn't even do any research to see whether or not that happened with Tato and You know, Kane's. yeah, whether yeah. there's some
0: sort of, cause they're so closely aligned and they're so similar in flavor, you know.
1: Oh, that's we'll have to follow actually, up I mean, I that. we totally have to follow up on that. Um, but I was yeah I was gonna say about I was gonna ask you about Spanish crisps like when when do you re, like when did Spanish like when did crisps like take off in Spain like, I think you in, always the, eating them? in the
2: fifties <clears throat> because remember after the Spanish Civil War thirty six to forty to thirty nine people I don't think that was <laughs> something that people were concentrating on but um in the fifties and the equivalent of tato in Spain is matutano and um. Ferran Adria, the Spanish chef of El Buye fame, did a collaboration with them to develop new flavors. Uh, but still, people like plain flavors. And one combination that Irish people will probably be surprised at is cockles from a can and potato crisps. And this is something that you serve to your friends when they come over. That sounds That's delicious. That,
0: that burp was just my, my child. <laughs> just don't want anyone thinking we're sitting around here I'm burping <laughs> while eating crisps. Um, Wait. So the, the the you eat the cockles with the crisps. You yeah. don't. It's not a cockle flavored crisp.
2: No. Mm-hmm. So you have the cockle out of a can, and they're they're packed in water and then you put it on your crisp and you have a beer and that's like a really typical thing that you I have in I used to do Spain.
1: unsalted Cape Cod potato chips and um and caviar like or salmon roe. That's, yeah. You know, it's that like that do sort they make of salt unsalted potato chips? Yeah, because my, my grandfather used to, and it, it was Cape for Cod what? for like the cardio ward of hospitals. Well, like, yeah, because he was diabetic and so and oh, okay. I remember eating like unsalted Cape Cod potato chips with him and then the, like later when I was like, oh, I can put this with caviar. Excellent. I can put this with caviar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, as we wrap our first stoles tightly around us. <laughs> um, what, who do you think are the biggest
2: consumers of crisps in the world? Oh, I'm going to guess Japanese. No. Is it America? Okay. Yeah, we're fat. And who are the people who consume probably the least in, you know, the rankings?
1: Japanese.
0: Chinese. <laughs> I think you're a bit far from your mic, May oh, Am I? Sorry, okay. yeah. All right. and, and Blanca's right up close. Okay. So might
1: be a... All right, so. Uh,
2: Chinese people seem to be not very interested in potato crisp made. Can you give us an insight into that?
1: Um Every Chinese person that I've ever introduced to
0: potato chips,
1: have loved potato chips. Oh, so
0: Chinese uh, people are human. Go
1: Chinese ahead. people are human. Um, <laughs> Again, like, back to my aunt, the Pringles queen, when she brought Pringles to Japan, she said that, again, the marketing problem with Japan was that Japanese people did not like a crisp that was not brown. So you needed to like... What do you mean brown? Brown, like slightly browned. Like you needed... Golden. So, like not golden kettle cooked. Kettle cooked, yeah, but browned. Like they didn't think that it was cooked. So something like the Pringle or even just a lot of the crisps that are on the table, the Japanese wouldn't eat. So, and to achieve, I just learned this, to achieve that browning... Um, I'm not sure with Pringles, but to achieve the browning in um, like a potato chip, you want a higher sugar. Like you want a potato oh, with sense. higher sugar so you have the maillard, maillard reaction um, and you get that caramel color. That puts off a lot of American consumers, but the Japanese, like for the Japanese, like they need their chips brown. Interesting.
0: Interesting. So you have
1: to make a whole separate chip for the Japanese yeah, market. totally. Yeah. Um,
0: so you said the top consumer of crisps is America. Mm. Is America, And who's after that?
2: Um, I think it was France. I can't remember exactly. But it was basically between, Fra- between America. I think America, 96% of consumers eat crisps. And in China, it was 26%. So there's a big gap there. Egypt was also really high up with 72%. That surprised me. Huh. I wouldn't okay. associate Egypt with a potato crisp um, consuming country oh, but, we have any
0: yeah. Egyptian listeners if you have any insight into this Colin <laughs> yeah Colin like we're on like we're in a small town but radio it's
1: funny because well again uh, back to sort of yeah, um, the the when I was looking at the top Irish f- top 10 favorite crisps and was all these flavored things like chickadees and I don't know there's like I, um, walkers, but chickadees, and there's like these little like sticks. Like I, my husband eats these all the time, and they actually weirdly are a bit like the Asian junky snacks that you get, right? Like with you know, like full of MSG and just you know, and just like that weird say, flavor, wonder, like sh- like shrimp chips. Yeah, like, yeah you know, I wonder and all whether that stuff. China
0: just has its own uh, like indigenous oh. version deep fried, salty, dehydrated, salty snacks. They don't you know? need our crisps
1: because I don't think there's that many. There's not that many potatoes in Chinese China, cuisine, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like up north, you kind of have it occasionally, and then you have that Sichuan like potato shredded salad, but like it's not really this big staple.
0: Yeah, but I'm sure that you know Walkers or Pringles, whoever, would be perfectly obliged to bring some in, you know, to make to hit the Chinese. If that were something that the Chinese market were really gonna go wild for it, they'd find they'd they'd get in there.
2: I think the status of potato in China is very, very low. Um my when I lived in China or Aiyi, who is or nanny, would make a stir fry of really thin potatoes with celery and that was about it. And whenever she saw mashed potatoes, she would say, How can you eat that? That's revolting. Um, just one thing very interesting that I saw in the news about parasite is apparently a company the from movie. the movie <laughs> um, apparently, a company from Galicia in northern Spain who manufactures uh, potato crisps with you know sea salt olive oil, was featured in the movie, and their sales went up one hundred and fifty percent literally overnight in South Korea.
0: I wonder whether in the movie it was the rich people or the people that, you know, which class of person was eating the crisp.
2: It was the poor people. When they oh. took over the house, they were eating those potato crisps. And they're really interesting. They come in a 500 gram tin. So this is the high end uh,
1: of the market for potato crisps. But it's a low, but it's the lower class. Eating it in eating the movie. Eating it in the movie. Well, yeah. So I haven't actually, so I. friend, uh, uh, this is a th- like a WhatsApp group, um, and it's just called Asian Women Eating Some, which is you know, Asian women in Dublin, and, uh, and a bunch of a bunch of us went to see Parasite, but then someone brought up the the. Alicia and potato crisp thing, and the entire threat like it started with oh, like you know, like stairs, and you know, like who the filmmakers are in this group, and like what what are the perceptions. Someone brought up the crisp, and the entire conversation dissolved into just like crisps, like for about 40 minutes. Like everybody <laughs> just wanted to, say, to talk about, about crisps, crisps. about paninos, about it crisps. So, like, it's very, thing. it's really, but I think like
0: Blanca's like bringing up a, a important point, which is something that I'm really glad we don't yeah. have time to get into, <laughs> which is kind <laughs> of crisps at class yeah you know that that were, in a way Kyog's and o'donnells they tried to make an upper class crisp or something and maybe that's why they've fa- they've oh, failed yeah. to reach the, this market not not to say anything about the market but that you want to feel like you're eating something kind of trashy when you're eating a crisp you know like you what's the point uh, i disagree i like in spain there's a
2: funny brand called pijas which is means like posh and it features this old lady with like a pearl necklace and they're very expensive and they've become so very... So su- they're aware.
0: They're <laughs> yeah, kind of aware. They're, taking the- they're tongue-in-cheek about the yeah. fact that what you want when you want a crisp is something kind of trashy.
1: Well, the other thing too is, is that, so there's um Cape Cod potato chips, which are some of my favorite because I grew up with them Um and... The, uh, another person who claimed to have maybe invented the chip was this English guy called uh, William Kitchener, who was this like fake doctor or whatever. But they, they fake both, doctor, fake doctor. <laughs> yeah, he like he forged all his. And he he came up with this cookbook that like everyone used in the 19th century called Cook's Oracle. But he's another uh, his, he's a whole thing um altogether and uh, no, a whole other thing. Whatever. Um,
0: what just happened? I was like, <laughs> I just like, I was, just like oh.
1: I was like, I just, I just, I just choked on some salt there. Okay. Yeah. Um. But the um. But both Kitchener and Cape Cod potato chips um started their potato chips as a health food, which I thought was really like. And I think especially that they, because like Cape Cod potato chips didn't start until like 1980, and so, but that there was still this perception of you know like let's make a potato chip into health food. Um. I thought it was fascinating.
0: Wait, when was that? 1980. The, the Cape Cod. Make- yeah, yeah. Like, L- L- Kitchener L- was
1: 1817. 18, Kitchener in
0: 1817, yeah. he was trying to make potato chips a health food
1: yeah he he claimed that it's i think his recipe was sort of potatoes and shavings and shaved potatoes deep fried in fat and he was like this is the health food and it was part of his cookbook called cook's
0: oracle oh yeah that i can imagine that i can imagine in 1817 the potato chips seemed healthy because everyone was eating like mutton butt like yeah, you know. it was just not healthy <laughs> but time. like,
1: but by the time cape cod like cape cod potato chips Come along, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is the, the this is the alternative? healthy alternative." What was yeah. healthy
0: about Cape Cod potato chips? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Right.
1: I mean, Although than, they feel like less processed, they always felt like they you felt can see, they looked natural. Like they were
0: shaved potatoes deep fried. Yeah. yeah.
1: Can I
2: say that uh, potato crisps are forty percent fat? Uh, the junky ones and the healthier ones go towards thirty percent. So that's. That's how maybe That's they try and set it. Yeah. but also,
1: mix. I think the healthier ones too actually have sometimes a greasier mouthfeel because the oil is on top. At least is what my, my Pringles aunt tells me. Right? So, is that true? Yes. No, I think that is true. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So, so the Irish, so to, if there's a classic Irish crisp, oh god, <laughs> Christ, <I'm sorry. laughs> if there's an iconic, if there's an iconic Irish crisp, it is not that uh, greasy on top. You know, uh, integral potato chip. It's the tato, which is, and it's the cheese and onion. Cheese and, and onion. It's a cheese and onion, and that's uh, like it's a th- it's a thin, flaky kind of almost wafery potato, right?
1: Uh, yeah, there's like little bubbles in it, and you know, yeah, it's very. It, you're right. It is actually very thin, and also I think, I mean, I don't want to get in trouble here, but
0: maybe what's so good about that thin texture as opposed to a thicker more potato-y crisp is it goes great with beer you know Definitely. it goes no. great with a stout or you're
1: looking at me like I'm not making sense. I no, so? I no, I totally get it. But I would just with rather lager, it. I think. To but me, but if it was plain, it's just for me. It's, it's plain so, and lager. So frustrating just to have to walk into a pub and only be given. You think cheese and onion does not go well with beer? I think cheese and onion is just gross. I just rather, rather a plain. I can I can do a lays like a plain lays. Uh, by the you're way, you have to change
0: your name and do a whole witness
1: <laughs> <protection> thing. <then>. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, yeah, I um I got attacked by my Asian. Female group like uh, like uh, the Irish Chinese is like stop talking smack about our national treasure because <laughs> yeah
0: well it, I mean it is something that the, that the Irish should be extremely proud, proud of, of yeah. they should be it's like I mean think about the way that that one invention spread across the crisp world I mean and actually the junk food world yeah you know you can get crazy
1: flavored funyuns like all kinds of you know Cheetos and also it's and you I mean it's not just like the European the Western world right but like Asia like like what asia did with this idea of flavoring a snack Mm. food and like how they like ran with it but it it originated in ireland
0: yeah this idea of like breaking a flavor down to its elements almost sort of its chemical elements and dusting something with it and having it be preservable for a long time and kind of very intense on the tongue that's a that's a really that's a quite accomplishment Talking about um,
2: crisps and beer, maybe we need to do an event. We're going to do an event with beer and cheese. Now we think maybe we should do an event with beer and crisps and we could see what goes with red ale, what goes with an IPA. Love that, so,
0: yeah. There's no yeah. there's no event without crisps, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I want to apologize to everyone for the squealing infant on my bosom. Now,
1: <laughs> yeah, when we were talking about parasite, I was like, yeah, the movie, not not the adorable living that Julia is hugging to herself yes, right now. <laughs> my actual parasite
0: leeching the energy from me. Oh, motherhood. So, um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Spice Bags Podcast. Uh, subscribe to the podcast tell your friends about the podcast (laughs) yeah um great see you next time
1: this podcast is part of the head stuff podcast network